Hello, Dave Eastman here, and welcome to the Auto Shop Connection podcast. Today, we're going to start a process of interviewing auto owners about vehicles that they had. It might be their first vehicle, their second or their third, or some vehicle that they they have fond memories of, or maybe something that was hard or unusual about it, and we just want to get good stories uh, shared and have some fun. So stay tuned. One of the types of interviews that we want to do on this Auto Shop Connection podcast is to interview folks about a first vehicle that they might have owned. It, of course, it could be their second or the third. It doesn't really matter. But some memorable vehicle that they wish they still had or that they remember and they have uh, either good or bad or funny or uh, experiences that uh, they'd be willing to share with us. So that's what we're looking to do here. And I'm going to light it off first with the, the the story of my first vehicle, a 1954 Ford half-ton pickup. So here we go. So as I mentioned, my first vehicle was really a peach. It was a 1954 Ford half-ton pickup. It was originally a green, light green paint. But the paint on this one was really faded, really bad. There was black primer underneath that was showing through on the fenders and the the roof and the and the hood. Uh, the truck had a driver's door that didn't latch well, so frequently it would pop open when I was driving it down the road. And it also had a worn out engine. So that was my first vehicle. I bought it in 1967. I was working part time in a Shell gas station. In my hometown of Oakview, California, I bought the truck from my uncle for a $225 cash. Uh, hindsight, he, he got a good deal. I definitely didn't, but it was a good experience and I learned a lot from it. It had a six-cylinder inline engine with a two-speed automatic transmission. And it really had a lot of power, even though, you know, again, my conclusion, as I'll, as I'll mention here, is that the engine was actually worn out. And I say that based on what I know now that I didn't know back then. I had a major problem with the truck. I never knew when I went out to start it if it was actually going to start. So, you know, I would get in it and crank it over and frequently crank, crank, crank until it just, the batteries got lower and lower and eventually died. Now, I had replaced both batteries. It had six-volt batteries. And the starter motor, I thought, well, maybe I could do those things and that would help the thing start, but it didn't help. As I look at it now or look back, I realize that the engine was worn out. The piston rings and the valves are probably so worn because of the high mileage on the truck that it couldn't create enough vacuum in the engine to pull fuel out of the carburetor. And so I'll explain why that happened in, you know, my thought about that. But uh, basically what happened is I'd crank it until the battery's worn down and then I'd have to call my mom or have her pull her car over and give me a jump start. And the interesting thing is that every time she jumped me, even though, of course, her car had a 12-volt battery and this had 6-volt system, but so it would crank the engine over quicker. Uh, it didn't really hurt the hurt the vehicle. None of the electro- electrical items on there failed because I hooked a 12-volt to it, but it cranked the engine over quicker. And so my conclusion was that by cranking it over quicker, the engine could create just enough more vacuum to be able to pull fuel out of the carburetor, and it would start every time. It was, it was not a problem to have the thing start every single time whenever I got it jump-started. 
That other exciting feature that I mentioned about the truck is that the driver's door latch just, it was really hard. I'd slam it and pull it and do everything I could to get it to latch. Sometimes I'd close it, it would latch fine. And other times I'd jerk and jerk and jerk and just, you know, eventually get it done. But it's really tough. But anyway, and then I'd be driving down the road and hit a bump. You never know when. And the driver's door just kind of pop loose and go open. So I'd have to grab the door, either the handle, if the window was down, grab the door itself and uh, hold the hold the door because I couldn't latch it while I was driving. It, I mean, I tried probably, but it just wouldn't work very well. So anyway, that was exciting trying to drive and and to hold the door. It's a good thing it had an automatic transmission because, with, uh, you know, if I had a manual transmission, I would have been holding the door with one hand and trying to shift and steer with the other hand, and it would have been tricky. But anyway, it was kind of fun and exciting. One fun experience I remember about the truck was my brother-in-law had a very heavy Corvair dune buggy and also a very heavy, equally heavy old drive-on trailer. And he wanted me to haul the, the Corvair dune buggy up to the mountains actually up to the summit of some mountains, a mountain range behind Ojai, California, which is close to where I lived. And so we hooked the thing up one day and I hooked it to my truck and we took off up the hill. And I was amazed how well it did. We were obviously very slow going up there, but it it worked well. It never overheated. And we got to the top and we unloaded the buggy and and spent a number of hours just messing around on it. And then we decided we needed to head back for the day. And I was a little concerned about that because I, I didn't know how the brakes were going to do going down that hill with that uh, heavy load. So I just downshifted into low range and, and let her rip, and we went down the hill slowly, and the brakes didn't overheat, and, and we made it back just fine. So anyway, that was just a fun memory I had of that truck and kind of amazing what it could do. But it was, a for a first vehicle, it was a very rough vehicle. I survived it. I learned some things about trucks and cars. Um, I had it for about a year and then I sold it. I don't remember exactly what I sold it for or who I sold it to. I can't quite pull that memory up. But anyway, my next step was I, I, I bought a red two-door Corvair Monza Coupe. And the body was really clean on it and it was in pretty good shape. It ran well. Um, I just, uh, it needed some carpet in the, in the cab. And so I went to Chevrolet dealership, and I just ordered brand new factory carpet for the whole whole bottom inside of the car. So anyway, I replaced that, put some new tires on it, and drove it for a couple years. It did really well. It was a fun car to drive, and, and I really enjoyed it. And then from there, I moved to my third vehicle, and I'll just briefly mention this, but my third vehicle, I bought it in, uh, in Thousand Oaks, California which was, you know, an hour and a half, two hours away from where I lived. But I just happened to be there looking around and found this 68 Camaro. It was a rally sport. It was light blue with a white vinyl top. It wasn't in the greatest of shape, but it wasn't bad. Um, and so anyway, I, I, I bought that car. I did some things to it, new tires. I put split wheels on the back, which I don't know if you remember those or not, but they took a, a factory wheel on a lathe and they cut it real clean and they inserted a piece of metal, you know, two, three, four inches wide into the wheel and welded it back together. And they were called split wheels. And so 
you know, I had four standard size tires all the way around, but in the back I had these wider wheels and so it made the rear wheels look bigger. Put some brand new little Chevrolet hubcaps on there and uh, really had a ball with it for, for quite a while. Had it for a number of years. Wish I still had it. That's the one vehicle I wish I, I still had. I was away in the Army for a, for a while, uh, overseas for a year, and I let my sister drive it and she had fun with it too. But anyway, so that's the story of my first vehicle. And so now I'd just like to send it over to you. I'd like to ask you if you have any uh, stories about a vehicle that you remember early on in your, your driving days and, and if you'd be willing to share it. It could be a funny story, a sad story, a frustrating story. It could be anything that might be entertaining for folks on the podcast here to listen to. So if you'd be willing to do that, just uh, make a note in the comments, or you can email me, Dave at AutoshopConnection.com, or you can um, just uh, use the contact form on the website, whatever you like to do, depending on your situation. But uh, best thing to do is leave some notes at the bottom of the the page, and also note on our uh, comment section that uh, you can vote. So you can give a thumbs up or thumbs down as we go through these uh, podcast stories that uh, you can click and you can type notes, you give your opinion, or you can just, just do a thumbs up or thumbs down. So we appreciate your help with this and we look forward to sharing more stories. Again, thanks for listening. Our website, autoshopconnection.com. And if you go there, you'll see some other articles and, and posts and information, podcasts, recordings about our goals and plans for the website. Our primary function is to provide auto owners with an unbiased resource of information and helpful tips to help them find good repair shops and get quality repair work on their vehicles. We're also going to be doing interviews of auto shop owners and shop employees with the goal of helping them tell their story so that they can be found by auto owners that are looking for good repair shops that are willing to share helpful tips and other types of information. So that's what we're doing. So thanks for listening.